What's up, what is up, everybody? Oh, that's really quiet. Oh, really? Yeah. It's quiet for you? Quiet as shit. It's quiet for you, real? What is up? What is up? What is up, everybody? My name is Brady McGrath, and as always, I am joined with my co-host, Bobby McBroom and Cam Garrity. Uh, ask Bobby first. Cam, how you feeling today? Ask Bobby first. No, Cam. Um, on the fly. Um, um, <laughs> on the fly, um, baby. Um, 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 Portly. So, portly. Yeah. Like a pig? Portly. Probably like a pig. Bobby, <laughs> how are you feeling today? Uh, I am feeling healed because your boy can go back to the gym tomorrow. The shoulder's yeah. fixed. So I'm going to get those gains, 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 boys. I got my Tatum jersey on right now. Bobby's got, who do you got, pasta? Pasta, 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 pasta. I'm Brady's, just wearing a, Brady's got just something his, from the past. You know, <laughs> just a little bit of history. Just a little bit of history. No big deal. You know anyway. what we do need to do, boys? What do we need to do? Is an ad week. Bobby's doing the ad Let's go. This podcast is brought to you by Sunnyside Sports and more. Just so you guys know, get your autographs, collections, and more at Sunnyside. Find them on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Bobby, you are incredible. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Yes. You're incredible. You're amazing. I appreciate you. I appreciate you, Bob. So, so hockey's starting up, huh? Bob, you're not going to appreciate me in about five minutes. Continue where you're going with it, though. <laughs> what? I don't want to know why. Anyway. You'll know soon. Oh. Um, we'll all know. We'll all know. What did I do? No, no, no. no, you no, no, no. Just, nothing you, you did. Know. Nothing you did. Just keep going. Roll Listen, with man. Going, Bob. I'm excited, okay? USA Hockey just won a gold medal. I was excited last night. Mm-hmm. That's all. Still yep. undefeated against Canada in gold medal? Um, I will say this. Takeaways, John Farinacci from mm-hmm. Harvard, drafted mm-hmm. by the Yotes in 2019, is a stud. You know, he's mm-hmm. one of those lower names because we know Alex Turcott, We know mm-hmm. Colt Field. We know those kind of guys. So, mm-hmm. Farinacci, yeah. remember the name in Arizona. Ben Dinucci. <laughs> uh, well, well Bobby, Bobby, you're going to hate me a lot because USA shouldn't have won that game. What do you mean? In, oh, okay. Why? Because the shots, in, even though Knight played out of his in, mind. Yeah, he plays out of his mind. But then when Canada misses five wide open nets. Listen, yeah. listen, if you can't put the puck in the yeah, net, it doesn't if, if matter. You, if you can't put the puck in the net, I will side matter, with Bobby has, on that. Because listen, even though that you said that I'll, they shouldn't have won, well, they should have. Because if you're bad enough to miss they, the open listen, net, you deserve to lose. Their they division, finished, it's their fault that their division was so bad. They, we te- they we had to test. USA finished. I will say USA did finish and they got the win, but it, it's they had Lady Luck on their side. Red, white, blue, and gold. Yeah, for, that was incredible. Luck, first of all, that was awesome. Luck be the, luck be the no, lady in the world. Juniors. Listen, they said they were going to go out there and play outplay them, and they did. I love they the were, third. They were, the they were. Well, once Canada got a little thing going, they stopped it. They I knew think, how to play defense. Did you I see the work on the back end? 
York's going to be a fantastic leader one day for that Flyers team. I'm afraid I, to play him. I think right after the um, – I think you don't give Brandon Knight enough credit. No, 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 Some no, of those no, saves, no, no, man. No, no, no. no. I'm, let me, I the, will give him credit because at one point I was watching those games and I was talking about how he was standing on his head. Yeah, but you I did. I will say that after, after the second goal – there was a massive momentum shift. I, that was and huge. Canada maintained that momentum shift without scoring a goal. And I don't know how that was so possible. But they maintained momentum after that second goal was scored until like the final two minutes. I would I would say the final five minutes they were out yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah. Once I'll, that I'll guy that. once that guy started being a little wuss to the ref, and he was like, Are you kidding me? And the ref was like, get the fuck out of my face. <laughs> It's like, dude, grow up. You lost think, this game. Fair and square. We outplayed them physically, and that's what I physically, said. We physically, yeah. We, uh, they're was, not a physical team. Yeah, they, they did outplay them in that. It's And you have to be the you have to be a skilled team with physicality. Look, I'm happy I'm happy the boys in the red, white, and blue bought it home. Yep. Right. Don't get me wrong. But I will say that Canada we played a team that was better than us and we beat the team that was better than us. And that you is did. all that matters. Exactly. That's all that matters. Yeah. So well, at NHL. The end of the day, that makes you the better team. To be exactly. Oh, Cam, do you have anything else to exactly. say? I just think that with everything going on with like travel and everything, I'm, I'm just glad we were actually able to have a tournament for these guys to showcase their skills for NHL GMs, their current teams, um, and just for them to have a sense of like playing for something rather than just like, you know, you're playing on your old, you know, team before you get drafted. You know, a lot of those teams are not really chasing anything like to a lot of those players, those championships and wins don't matter as much as the next level that their ultimate goal is they want to win a Stanley Cup. So I think, you know, and obviously winning, you know, a, a world juniors is great, too. Um, but that's the ultimate goal. And I think it was cool just to be able to to watch it and have that showcase and see who are some of the upcoming talent that we're going to see coming into the league in the next two, three seasons, whatever it might, maybe next year, this year, you know, just something to see who's going to be coming up in the league, some names to look out for on both sides, you know, USA, Canada, some of the other countries. It's not just on the United States teams, but I think I'm excited for that, for the future of hockey. And and it's just it. the fact that USA has won just proves that how far USA hockey has come along um, in terms of talent matching up with Canada right before you know obviously years ago it was there was no shot you know what I mean it was just like you had some players but now it's like you have these kids coming out of like Arizona Florida that are just like playing in states that don't really yeah, like coming from a non-traditional and, yeah, hockey area and it's showing that it's growing in the United States which is awesome and that's good for those franchises like Vegas like Florida right like the Coyotes that those mm-hmm. fan bases are going to be growing. Like Matthew, Matthews is from Arizona, right? Austin Matthews uh, yeah. from Arizona? Yeah. Is there anybody you guys think besides uh, Tim Stutzel from Germany who, like, performed very well, who wasn't from the two-stop countries? I know the Finland. I can't I can't say those names for my life. But those oh, guys no, over in I. Finland, they, could, man, they got talent. They, they got do. Heart. They've got a talent, and it's like I think it just came down to, like, it came down to heart. And who it was came down to who was going to grind it out more, and USA was the team that was built to grind it out. And I think but I think USA the, and Canada had better coaching, and I think that's where they yes. kind of were able to like mesh that talent yeah. together. I think those, you know, those other countries like Finland and stuff just didn't have. The Don't forget luxury. the bees have a prospect in Finland who played for that team who got a bronze medal. I can't say his name. 
Um, but he was uh, third or fourth round. It could come out like a hate crime if you say it, whatever. Um, He played for Finland. You're you're right. You know, that's why. Um, (laughs) I want to look up the actual pronunciation. Um, Go ahead. I was going to say, so the NHL. Mm -hmm. I'm going to look up the actual pronunciation so we don't butcher this. Like how you say it, you know, Google. Yeah. So today the lines. Montekivi. Yeah, but I want to do how to pronounce He's a defenseman, right? Uh, Boston Bruins draft pick Matthias Montekivi. I just want Stana? to be sure. Or uh, what position? Let's hear it for. Let's see if the. Uh... Yeah, it's it's like Montekivi, I think. Okay. Montekivi, Montekivi. It's probably gonna, gonna say. Call, we're just gonna, gonna call, call him Montekivi. Yeah, we're gonna call Manti. Call Manti. Manti got a bronze. Good for you, Manti. <laughs> anyway, so we're today was um, day two. Of camp, um, so the lines. I'm gonna give you guys the lines. I, I want to know what you think because some of them I agree group, with. Both groups or just like, yes. Okay. I'm gonna do both groups. So first group was Marshan, Bergeron, and Stanika. Okay, that's. I'm glad Marshan's um, actually practicing. I, I yeah, didn't think he would. He's either. ahead of schedule, like very ahead. I think he's like that's three huge. weeks ahead. Yeah, that's huge. Like, that's big. Yeah. So Bjork, Corrali, Wagner, Frederick, like Lindholm, and Sh- Shanahan, Shining. Can't say his name, the Canadian kid draft pick from a few years ago. I'm, I'm think I'm just thinking of the line combination. Um, Sorry. Lonzo McAvoy Zubril, who I guess had. Wait, a who is play... the fourth line? Oh no, they only do three. The for three, the oh, yeah, correct. Right, right, right. Who I heard play very well against Marsh uh, Wait, Bergeron sorry. in the corners. Do the do the first line. What was it? Charlie and who? Lonzo and McAvoy. Lazan, 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 Lonzo, Lonzo Ball, Lonzo Ball, huh? Uh, see, I didn't mess up the ad read. I just athlete. messed up his yeah. name again. Yeah, that's and I apologize. So Lazan and <laughs> Charlie, that again. okay, and um, then Zubril and Miller, okay. Uh, Ew. He played no. So supposedly, I know it's only day two. I'm talking about Kevin Miller. Uh, yeah, I'm talking about Miller. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm not talking about. <laughs> I'm, I'm not talking about Zubril. I'm talking about the other guy. Listen, well, the other big Martian loves him. I guess he's in good shape. Hopefully, he doesn't get hurt. We'll yeah, see. I could, buddy, I could be in good shape, but it doesn't have to be a hard. And then what player. is it? I know. I is know. it Maddie and Vakaninen or? No, it's um a oh, car and Camfer. Oh, there. Oh, yeah, that's right. There's two groups. Two groups. We still have um, Camfer, huh? Yeah, we do. Still kicking uh, Two around. years or more. Yeah. Second session was DeBrush, Krejci, and Casa. Okay. Richie, Coyle, and Smith. Um, McCraig, Carey, and Hughes. And then on the back end, which I really like, is Grizzlick and Carlo. Yep. Uh, Clifton and Moore, which I also like. Yep. Uh, and Vakaninen and Wolf. Okay. And you Halak. I've heard was a lot of good things. I've heard a lot of things for. Um, from Craig Smith too. I've heard a lot of good things from him. Me too. That, like he looks like a, one of the top skilled players on the team is what um, Joe Haggerty was saying. He was saying he looks like one of the literally top skilled with the, like his shooting and passing and that's ability. That's good too, especially from where he was coming from in Nashville, because yep. he wasn't putting up like a lot of like. Points, well, he was putting but... up. The, he put up a ton of shots, like top yeah, ten in the league. Was again the exactly. ice time. Exactly, he wasn't right. getting the ice time, but he was putting up top 10 shots in the league though mm-hmm. so that that says a lot that means he's good at taking risks and i think that's something the bruins really they need, need they need that aggressive player on their second line they need that for when everybody's yeah. healthy and i think the other thing is he can play third line and you put him on a line with coil on the third line you right also if, do that too yeah like you have think about that you have bergeron create uh, bergeron pasta marshall creche debrusque and um Danica. Danica. and then you have coil 
him, Smith, and probably Bjork. Kasha. Oh, well, Kasha. Probably Kasha. Yeah. I would put Bjork. I like Bjork more than Kasha. I'm not sold on any of these I think, guys they got. I, don't I know mean, they're just depth to me. Kasa. I'm not sold yeah. on them either. But I, I like, think I, I think I think yeah. I'm sold on Kasha mostly for the fact speed. that his speed, yeah. and then also in the playoffs, even though he wasn't scoring, he, did. he, he played made, better. He made he an impact. He made an impact just whenever, on the ice. You whenever he was on the ice, the team was just elevated. Like what he, about Richie though? I like. No, I hate him. We no, need to move too. on. I think I he's like a dirty can... player. I honestly think he is. I've watched some of his hits, and like, yeah, he's physical, but like in the playoffs, he was he had a lot of like questionable, dirty yeah. style yeah. plays. That if made he no passed sense. away, I wouldn't be mad. Oh. Yeah, and okay. I mean, <laughs> I think I, I think it's just time to give some of these. Bobby like... agreed. Bobby said, "Yeah." <laughs> I'm just trying to keep going, boys. <laughs> I'm trying to wrap my head around oh, that thought. I can't believe oh, he said boy. that. Um, anyway, I say what I want and I do what I say. That's sh- you know you. That is very true. <laughs> that just screwed him up a little bit. <laughs> I just like, think about that one for a few like, seconds. Wait, do uh, want you know you want you can do, do you want you, you know you, you can, can be anything. anything. <laughs> oh God. Anyway, <laughs> Bruins. Um, what about the defenseman pairings? What do you think it's going to end up being? Do you think Vakanina makes the cut, or is he going to be someone on the roster as a healthy scratch? Who, uh, Vakanina? Yeah. Um, I think he is a more likely option than a guy like Wolf. Yeah, just because definitely. of getting rid of Krug and Chara. So I, think, I think I think he's more likely just where they drafted him. Than any but of the other younger guys because they need to, to get ice time. Well, look, exactly. look, has to look who we have right now in the back end. We have Grizzlick, McAvoy, uh, Carlo, and Cliffy. I would give a spot to, and then you have like John Moore and Kevin Miller. Vakanini can take those spots very quickly, and I think he's very capable of taking John Moore, which would be fantastic because then I we can get, go Moore. ship those veterans, right? And we so can much. make cap room. So that would Wait, be great. So we have Charlie Clifton, Lawson, Maddie Lazon, Lazon. I know Lasagna, Grizzly, Maddie G, Lazon, Vakaninen, John Moore. Am I forgetting somebody? Carlo. Carlo. That's who I was forgetting. So I just kind of wrote down like he's the pair. biggest one. How could you forget him? I don't know. <laughs> so I, like, probably, I feel I feel like I feel like Vakaninen would be in the third pair. I th- like I have on my list for it. I would have. Charlie Clifton, not in order of like what the lines are, just these would be the six that would be on the team. Yep. Would be Charlie Clifton, Matty G, Lasagna, oh, wow. um, Carlo, oh, and Vakaninen. I think the Bruins are known to carry at least seven defensemen on the bench, and so I think they would Miller. carry and Kevin Miller. Like, oh, John Moore, like one of the vets. Yeah, to they, always, they always, they always switch group, around. They're they so always... young. Well, it's always good to have one as a, as a healthy scratch because if you do go on a yeah. road trip and. Somebody can't play. Back-to-backs. Right, back-to-backs. Yeah. make mistakes. They need to watch. Especially they need to break. Especially because our decor is actually very young. Right. And just in general, like, there's no char anymore. Like, Krug was the second, I think, yeah, he was the second oldest on that pairing in the in the defense. So, like, now that both of them are gone, it's Carlo, nice to have. I guess, has put a lot of muscle on and looks very yeah. good. That's what they said in camp. He looks like a very good stay-at-home defenseman guy who will give you four to five goals. Great stay. I don't know life. if we. Sh- I don't know if we should. Uh, we should pair him with Charlie, but I think he'd be. Grizzly. 
I yeah, I think he was. That's be great the saying. Yeah. It's Grizzlick and Carlo, just kind of like Krug and Chara. And it's what I Charlie feel like. That, I feel like that would be a strong like scoring defensive pair. Too. Would it be yeah. Charlie and Laws? Um, either that or, um, I mean, yeah, I could see that. I don't know. I don't think they know because how are you going to replace a guy like Chara, right? Yeah, you, you can't. But I so, think I think they know that what they're going to get with Car- with uh, with Charlie is. I think it, you also like as he's much the as, top defenseman. As he's much as get Chara's the minutes. gone, it kind of opens it up because there were at times where Charlie had to kind of cover some of Chara's areas and like he almost had to play like if you look at the ice, he almost had to play like three fourths of the ice. Right. You know, and cover some of Chara's area because obviously, like he's older, like he can't cover as much. Like, so I think with putting somebody, I would honestly like to see Charlie and Matt together because I think them together could be a dominant force where you have like because Charlie's a pretty good two way, and I think Matt Matt is good with the puck. So I think just offensively, they're gonna want them together, and then I you can s- kind of have the backbone defenseman of like Lawson yeah. and Carlo, and then like Vakanainen. See, and I wouldn't somebody. mind. I wouldn't mind putting back in nine in with Char uh, with uh, Charlie. Give Charlie the leader wolf. He's the leader, right? I he's gonna I be mean, the if you guy. Put Vodka nine in there. I mean, you drafted him that high. If you give those both, that's what I'm deep, saying. Like, if he's gonna perform yeah. and if he's playing well and if he's developing like they say he is, then we'll see. But I also Who think, Who are... oh, Clifton, right? Clifton would be Clifton with... is it, a good if... second power yeah. play third line kind of guy, third D pair. So I mean. I would... even... You could put him on the first pair with Charlie and play. He'll play great. Give him the minutes. Give that man ice time. Look, Bob. All I'm saying, <laughs> all I'm saying, Bob, is that if Connor Clifton gets, the, I hope, I hope Connor I Clifton gets his ice time and does well. But if he, he doesn't and he gets team. his ice time and he's a bag of human dog shit, I want you to remember that conversation we had when he had three points last season. Oh, I already remember it. I already remember it. So, I'm just saying he needs more ice time. So and basically, we'll see the points. The as points this will podcast, come. We have decided that it's going to be well. Me and Bobby have, or or not really. It's going to be Charlie and Vak is number one, right? You 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 two most you two highest potential guys on the top line. Then you have Maddie and Carlo, and then you have Clifton and Lawson with Miller and Moore as like. The healthy scratch. I think Lonzen's going to be on the first pair before Vac just to I start do. the season. I believe that too. Just well, to because, start, yeah. I think I'm talking well more eventually. Played. I think yeah. to start, but I think eventually you want Vakaninen on the top line because you drafted him so high. He hasn't really gotten any ice time. Charlie's now the leader on that decor. And, like, those are your two highest upside defensemen. Those are the players that. I think Grizzly you, has a lot of upside, too, with this. I, no, I'm not saying no, the other guys don't, but I'm saying time. that's why you. That's for, a good thing. Is you're basically your top prospect right now, in a sense, where everybody. Studnika. Well, Stunika, too, but same thing with, like, defensive prospect. And I think Valkanine is somebody that they need to give that ice time. So I think eventually midway through the season, like they kind of did with Charlie in his first couple years. You know, everybody was talking about him. He wasn't playing much. And then like midway through the season was like out of nowhere. And he was on the top pairing with Chara. And like, I think you could do something very similar with that, with Valkanine and going forward. And um, I don't know. I just, I think the defense is going to be a lot better than most people think it's going to be without yeah. Chara and without Krug. Now, so Tuka. Did you guys see he responded mm-hmm. to some of the reporters about why? I mean, he doesn't really need to. He didn't have he did. to. He did, and I think I respect him even more. Now. And I'm, I, now I know he's locked in 100% with 
with oh, that yeah. element. So it's like he doesn't want to play for anybody else, and that's the way it is, and that's strictly the way it is, and I'm completely fine with that. And I think I'm the teammates want him here. Back. The teammates want him there, especially the fact that he was like, "Oh, I was talking to everybody throughout the process, and even they were telling me that I was in the right." So that yeah. and that even shows that the team is even more bought into him. Because Which if it's gonna be better in the long run. Because if the teammates were telling him, like, oh no, you're in the right, you're in the right, you're fine, and then he ended up leaving, getting traded somewhere, opposed to all the teammates saying everything, talking to him, saying, Yo, you're good, like it's fine, you have a family thing, things are going on for you. And then he comes right back into camp and everybody's like, Yep, it's Rask, let's go, let's go, let's go. That just makes that's that's what I, that's what makes me like this team a whole lot more. Well, you you can also tell that it, like none of that was fake, and I think like obviously it hurt the team. You could see the vibe where they were like in the playoffs, they were like slightly pissed at the situation, not at him. But yeah. I think like the fact that they're welcoming him back with open arms and they're just like, hey man, like let's go, let's go get a cup. Like we've been to multiple, like let's go, like we can like you know because the same chorus really still here from. 2011 you're best I mean for the most part you have you know some of those veteran guys that have been there in 2011 guys that were there in 2013 that lost in 2019 so like there's a lot of experience of how to push through the playoffs yeah and I think that like especially and and, and then a lot of young guys too but yeah like I was gonna say especially if you're goalie and your your number one center and your you know your number one winger on that line have all actually all three of them on that top line and your goalie have all been to a Stanley Cup, and and most of them have actually won one because of you know Rask and all. Obviously, Rask wasn't the, like the starter, but you know what I mean. Like they've all been there and they've all won one. So it's kind yeah. of it's it's good for the young guys that we have now because you have a lot more mentorship. Um, I still think we need to go get somebody for that third or fourth line at the deadline as like a veteran presence. But we don't even know that because they could the guys on those lines could perform really well coming up in the in this season. So I'm yeah. excited. I think this could be the cup year, honestly. I think the, the perfect mix of young talent with some of the superstars in the league, which we have in Marshawn Bergeron and Pasta. We still have Krejci, who's a very good player. Rask is a good player. Charlie's a good player. Like, And then you have some of these up-and-coming young guys. I think it's going to be a chance to have like an exciting little team here again. Oh, I think yeah. the Islanders, because Matt Barzell is, might hold out, mm-hmm. right? And we usually play the Islanders good anyway. Uh, that's going to play a lot. I just think in the Eastern Conference, there's a few teams, um, very few. I think Tampa's not as good. I think, well, I, I think, think the teams that we're going to be playing, we are without a doubt along the side with Pittsburgh and Washington. Mm-hmm. Those are the only three teams that I actually see as being like mainline threat in the East. I, I think Philly's over Philly, Washington. Though. I think yeah. Philly's gonna be one of those. Teams I think I think Philly's gonna be so good, good. Yeah, but and Washington lost lost a lot of you know they lost a goaltender. They're getting older. I know Ovechkin is can't, still can't, can't fantastic. Go wrong with I, th- I think Ovechkin. the Doubles and Sabers are gonna be non-factors. I yeah. think and I think the Rangers, Rangers, Rangers Sabers are gonna too. be scary. I think the Sabers. I think the Sabers could be like that wild card. Okay. That yeah, they like, could. They could be okay. Like they could be like the last team in. Yeah, if Hutton plays well, like gets hot on one of his ridiculous streaks, and if T- Taylor Hall finally becomes an NHLer, then you never know with him and Jack Eichel. And that team on the deep, like Dawson on the back end, that Swede kid, he's pretty good too. Honestly, so. can I make a point about these uh, new divisions, by the way? Yeah. 
I actually really like them. We were talking about it last week. Brady I and too. I. But like, I like this for the future in general. Just it, like it, not even, it makes yeah, the most like, sense. Not even in like the COVID regulation kind of thing in yeah. a sense, but just keeping these realigned divisions and just playing through like a normal schedule with those being your main divisions. And I would honestly even consider either A, abolishing the conference model for the NHL and just doing like division-based and like because the conferences really don't like it's it doesn't matter, matter in, in any in the sport NHL especially the football. NFL and the MLB really yeah those are the only times it really does matter but I mean right but I would I would be okay with abolishing that and then you have like division championships you have those four divisions you can play and I think and I think even, the playoffs would be seeded randomly like one through eight it wouldn't be because what sixteen teams make it and there's four divisions so you have four teams mm-hmm. from each division. That make the playoffs, and then you reseed them based on their record. So, like, I think it could be super exciting, and that way, it's not like I think it, it the the conference thing kind of sometimes when there's a weaker conference, I think teams have a cakewalk. Rather, if you like add everybody in and then reseed, it's so much better for playoff content because now you're gonna have like the number one team playing the number eight team, but it's not just gonna be like, oh well, the number one in the East is so much worse than the number one in the West this yeah, year. Yeah, like, I mean, like, the, Bruin, the Bruins clinched the number one spot with, like, a month left of the season. Like, right. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, it's like that's... So down. I, I think that could be a thing. Before we get into any more points, uh, we do have to take a quick message from our sponsors, Thrive Fantasy and Back to Want me to do this Spike. one? <laughs> Just kidding. We will be right back with those messages. And shout out to them for sponsoring us. We'll be right back. We know the dads love to cook, and we're excited to share our new sponsor, Backyard Spice. Backyard Spice specializes in homemade spices to enhance your grilling or cooking. But it doesn't stop there because you can put this shit on anything. French fries, burgers, chicken, turkey, and honestly, whatever the hell you feel like. And let me tell you, their new flavor, Rubbin' Racks, mm, chef's kiss. Their spices are actually handmade, natural, and they taste amazing. Head over to BackyardSpiceCompany.com and use promo code DADS for 15% off your order. Get cooking. All right, dads, it's time you come prop up on Thrive Fantasy this season. Thrive Fantasy is a daily fantasy sports app for player props. They have eliminated the need to do countless hours of research because they only ask you about the top-tier athletes in each respective sport. For example, if you're in the NFL, you choose about 10 out of the 20 players that are available for those props to build your lineup. And each of those props has a fantasy point total associated with an over or under based on its likelihood to occur. The more points a selection is the more riskier it is. So for those that want to get a little bit risky on their bets, this prop will allow you to do that. It's very simple over under some of the top players in the league. So you don't need to sit there and you don't need to research. When you have the most points in a prize pool, you will earn a share of that prize pool depending on where you play similar to other daily fantasy apps that are out there. If you use promo code DADS today when you sign up, you'll receive an instant match bonus of up to $50 on your first deposit of $20 or more. You can download their app in the App Store by looking up Thrive Fantasy. You can also find it in the Play Store or by visiting their website thrivefantasy.com. Sign up and prop up today. And again, that is promo code DADS to get that match deposit. Thank you and prop up. And we're back. And we're back. I just missed. I just watched Tyler Hero just miss an absolute mid-range that's jumper, awesome. and that's why I know that he's not going to be that good because all I could do is shoot threes. <laughs> anyway, um, we are, are going up to right now? talk about. 
Five three. We are going to talk about. By the way, if those of you are wondering for our NBA and NHL picks, we're not going to be doing them on the show until the NFL playoffs are over. So mm-hmm. if you want, make sure you go and follow our social media. All of it, if you're on YouTube, you can see all of it on the screen right now. If you're not on YouTube and you're on Spotify, you should go to at 40 Dads Podcast for Twitter and Instagram and then at 40 Yard Dads on Facebook. <laughs> But shout out to Thrive Fantasy and Backyard Spice for sponsoring the podcast. We appreciate you. <laughs> shout, oh out to ba- shout out to Backyard Spice because that mug looks fucking sick. Did anybody oh, see that yes, post? I want yeah. I want that mug so bad. I would drink out of it every single day. Also, I've been use- I'm like going to have to get more bottles soon because I've been using up. Yo, I more. just used the Wood- Woodsman Delight. For the first time on, on your some steak. No, oh, on, some on steak. steak. I did it on steak last night too. It was gas. It was yes. so good. Like it's so it's like sweet. It's like really sweet. Yeah. Like sweet and salty too. A little yeah, bit of salt. It's, it's, bomb. Like me. it's got like it's got like a lemon sweet and like, salty, baby. A little bit of lemon ting kind of. It does. Sense. I agree. I like it. I like it I a do. lot. I like their product. It's definitely definitely fun for big guys like us because Yep. Love that. We love That's food. why we have these sponsors. We literally have Sunnyside, which is like memorabilia, degenerate stuff, obviously, which we we like, right? Thrive, gambling, Thrive, gambling, stuff. degenerate, and then food, and backyard then food, spice. Backyard spice. All we need is like a beer sponsor and eating like a degenerate. Dude, Bud Light. Honestly. How is that Bud Light sponsors Bro, coming? They no, haven't. We, they haven't gone back. We need to like yet? a local brewery because we only work with small brands that appreciate Bro, the small I will, growth. I will go out of my way. And find a brewery that would take us. Honestly, let's like... do it. Because <laughs> then, wait, don't we get like free beer and then we can drink on you the know, show? I would love that. Well, we I can would... drink on the show whenever we, we can drink want. on the show anyway. I know, but, imagine... but I'll but imagine actually have an paid... excuse. Well, imagine should... getting paid to drink yeah. on the show. We should find exactly. like a, like an IPA spot or something so they can give mm-hmm. us a little like four pack. Well, that's just sour. That's what I'm we should do about. a sour. Well, no, they make they, they we can find a place that makes all of them. I'm I'm down to do that. All right, if any of you listening actually know. Kim, you're from that Everett area. You know oh, Night yeah. Shift. Yep, oh, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, let them know. Let Honestly, know. I do let marketing for a living. If we come up with a nice little plan Kim. of sponsorship, we can go over to Night Shift as a group and be like, hey, hey sponsor we can't us. Go Here's our proposal. COVID, oh, we can so. go wherever we want. Yeah, we can go wherever the fuck we want. The I'm not dads. coming to mess. Yeah, we're the dads. We don't want you. Anyways, um, we are going to talk about Cam and the you? reason. Yeah, we're going to talk. No, the skinny one. <laughs> Um, we're gonna talk about the skinny cam. That boy ain't skinny. That's a big boy. That is a tight end who can throw the football. That is. The... <laughs> He's a tight end who can run and throw the football. <laughs> See, exactly. th- this is my thing. So, there has been reports for those that don't know that Cam Newton. And the Patriots are basically done. It's not like a guarantee that he's going to be back. We obviously already knew that because it was a one-year deal. The only way he would be back is if he lit up the league, looked like MVP Cam, and the Patriots wanted to sign him to an extension right there mm-hmm. and say, "Here's our like short-term slash long mid-term answer." Yeah. Um. So we knew that wasn't going to happen, but there has been reports out there that Schefter said, and I think we knew this that he wants a multi-year deal. I don't think he's playing for another one year because he didn't even move his family out here because yeah, he didn't right. want to move them for a one-year deal, which makes for sense. no reason. So, I think one of the reports was that they're looking at about 30, 40 million, anywhere in the range from 20 to 25 million a year. Some of these contracts, some of them might be 15, 18, whatever. They're throwing all kinds of numbers out there. Essentially he's going to get starting quarterback money is the report from Schefter and a multi-year deal, which means that there are teams out there that are actually liked what they saw from Cam Newton, despite what he put up this season. 
And I think if he gets that offer, it's not going to be from us. And I think he's going to leave. And some of those teams that I actually have on my short list is Washington and Indy. Um, Could be two potential suitors for him just because of of Ron Rivera connection. And I think Indy, I think Philip Rivers is done after this year. Um, At least in Indy. I don't know if he's going to retire, but I don't think Mm -hmm. he's going to be back in Indy. Um, yeah. And I think that Cam could sign with either Washington, who has a desperate need for quarterback and also doesn't have a very high draft pick because they made the playoffs, that they can actually go after someone like Cam and draft somebody like a mid, mid-round mid Trey Lance or something like that um, and develop that. So and Another spot think? that I could see him going to is San Fran. That's right. Um, yep. If they're going to be passing on from Jimmy G, which they should, and then another wild card. You ready for this one? An absolute wild card team that could go after him could be the Detroit Lions. They could. If they move on from trading Stafford. Wow, I like free that. Free up some money, bring him over there. They could probably draft Devonta Smith in the first round with the position they're in. Because they have a bunch of wide chase. They, you know, I mean, they have, the, the the Lions are probably going to lose Marvin Jones and Kenny Galladay. That's what I'm saying. So they're going to have to draft a wide receiver. Mm. And at that point, and, that's when you trade Stafford because you're the, like, exactly. Because yeah. then it's like, what's the point? And then if they bring in Cam, um, I like that actually a lot. I I I, just, I was just thinking about that. I just thought I just want to hear another wild card team. The Falcons. No. That's yes. not really a wild card. That could be an option, but the Chicago Bears, if they move on from Mitch Trubisky, ooh, very true. Good, I good, see, I good defense in Chicago. You've, you've got a good defense, pretty solid offense line, good running backs. They running just back at Dave Montgomery. They're, they're honestly Cohen. a quarterback away from being a ten and six, eleven and five team. I think so. I mean, they were last year. Yeah, and this they're year they t- were eight and eight. Ten and so. five. They were really ten and five last year. Ten and six. I think. They were, yeah, they were ten and six. I'm pretty sure they were. I don't, I'm not going to sure. check right now. Uh, but didn't they, didn't they win the division? What the fuck? Come on. No. What? I thought the Bears won the division last year. Let me look this up. Bears. I think. I'm trying to think of a wild card team for me. Season. The 2019. Oh, no. They were. No, this was 20, 2019, 2020. Uh, they, 2019, they were. Oh, no. What? How eight, about they, this? They were 8 and 8 last year. I thought they were three good last two. year. What do you guys think about this? 3 3. What about the Giants with Shake? Oh no, they were twelve and four two years ago. Sorry, they were they were twelve and four two years ago when Mitch was drafted. That's what it was. 2018, 2019, They were twelve and four. But what'd you say, Bobby? Sorry. Yeah, the Giants with Barkley in the backfield. What about Cam Fitton over there? I think Bar. I, I think Barkley might be gone. Uh, it, it, this, that's the thing that depends with them. where. Where do you think he's gonna go? I don't know, but I just feel like Joe Judge is just going to fuck up enough um, yep. and get rid of Saquon Barkley for a washing machine. Yeah. Because you don't get rid of that, man. I just I just dislike Joe Judge as a head coach, and what? I feel like and I just really feel like he is going to mess up so royally. By the way, another thing, too, um, I know that Nick Chubb is obviously a free agent. Um, I Want, I don't want. Don't quote me on this because I don't know if it's true. But I also believe that there. Nick Casario is now the GM of he is. the Texans. He is. He Houston. He is. No, but already. my point is, is that I think there was some back and forth between him and Bill when they were deciding between Sony and Chubb. So I could see Chubb going to the Texans in free agency as a big that signing be, for them. That to would give. That would help them a lot. That would help them so much because then they wouldn't have to worry about. JJ Watt would stay. 
I bet I bet JJ Watt would oh, stay. He's, he's going to finish his career there, even if they're ass. Like uh, he, I think JJ Watt could leave. Player. He is a very loyal player, but he just. But look, it depends they, how next season goes. It also it really depends, depends on who their coach is. If they go that out and too. get a really good coach, like they could be in the running for um, Eric Benyemi. They could actually snag him. Stop it! The Chargers. The need Chargers. To get the him. Chargers need him because that'd be great for her. Look, look. I but just also don't think understand. what it could do for Deshaun Watson. I just don't understand why people just think that it should be like a topic of discussion that what team Eric Bieniemy should go to, because it should be the Chargers. Like, look at them. If, if there's yeah. a if there's a short list for him, it's the Chargers, Texans, and Falcons. I think those are three teams where Robert Sala is 100 percent going to be the coach of the Atlanta Falcons you think he's next staying? year. Yeah. No, no, Robert Sala is the. Oh wait, no, no, sorry, 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 sorry. No, was the I guy don't... from the defensive coordinator from San Fran? He will one hundred percent. Oh yes, 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 One hundred percent be the coach of the Falcons next year. I am feeling it in my bones. He was one of the first teams I interviewed with, mm-hmm. and apparently the Falcons love the interview. They want to bring him in again. They want to talk to him more because I feel he is just like you. Even see him on the sidelines. Like mm-hmm. he is one of the most animated coaches I've ever seen in my entire life. I agree. I, I think another question mark, and this is going to kind of transition into what the Patriots should do, is if they're going into a real rebuild, right? Essentially, where we're just going to take the best players available. Bill's going to try to rebuild us. Do you think McDaniel's gets offers in the off season because he always does? He always gets interviewed every off season and, and doesn't accept offers, right? That's why he stays. If the Patriots are planning on like a two-year re like they they sit together and they say, "Look, it's going to be about a two or three-year rebuild before we're you know back to like consistently winning." Do you think McDaniel's jumps ship and goes to a team like probably not in the division, but do you think he could go to the Chargers, the I Jaguars, think... like teams like that that are or the Lions, teams that are looking I... for? I mean, it probably won't go to the Lions because they just had the Matt Patricia experience. Yeah, but... they don't want another Belichick disciple. I think. Do you think that could happen? I Maybe think more than more than likely. I think if. I think he's the coach of the future. I don't think he's I going think anywhere. He I think if you could see Bill, I could see Bill going to the Chargers. That would be fantastic. That team is built for that team is built for Bill Belichick to do very well in LA. But Bill I mean, I could win. also see him staying. But I just see Josh McDaniels as being a, I like, think I think if Bill would until he becomes he the head coach of the Patriots, I don't see him going anywhere. We also we also don't even know anything that could happen because Bill Belichick's contract is actually technically supposed to expire this offseason. I don't think anybody's talking about it. Bill Belichick, I'm not saying that this this is gonna happen, but it could happen to where the Patriots could literally just hard reset and be like, Bill, go wherever you want, retired, whatever it is, and the rebuild is now with McDaniels, and it's a completely like clean house like new offensive coordinator new defensive yeah. coordinator we'll like, see i mean that could be the thing i'm not saying i'm listen patriots fans i'm not saying get rid of bill but i'm saying that could be something that the patriots do like we don't know what to expect like as as much as we're going to talk about it like for for me on my list of like free agent plans i'm like they should go after like kenny galladay see if zach Ertz is kicking around for some like draft picks right we want to go after maybe sam you Darnold. ready for my hot take but those guys yeah. might not happen you ready for my hot take? Yeah. yeah. So two players today on the same team were linked about both possibly being traded 
in this in this year. Oh yeah, yeah yes, I know, I know. Think exactly about think saying. about think about the money the Patriots have. I know where you're going. Think with about this. the people that are going to be going away from the Patriots to free up even more money, and bring oh. in the Boston boy himself, along with Julio Jones, Matt Ryan, and Julio Jones, both getting traded to the New England Patriots. I'd love that. Another another question. Mm-hmm. Imagine that. Listen, imagine that. Matty Ice. Imagine you bring Matty Ice back well, to I Boston. I wouldn't say Matty Ice how much they choke. Oh, no, recently. No, that's recently. not why he's Matty Ice. I know. Why he's Matty I know, Ice. Bob. I'm just Drinks making beer. He, Yeah, we should have get him on the show if he comes to New England. He is <laughs> yeah. a dad. He is the definition of a dad. Yeah, we could definitely get Matty who, Ice on the show. Dude, now, you never know. We're more, wouldn't we're more that likely, be, we're more wouldn't likely that be to get Matt Patricia justice? on the show. <laughs> wouldn't that be poetic justice? The, team, the two best players on the team that choked going to the team that came back the greatest comeback of all Wins time. Wins the Super Bowl and beats Tom Brady Play, and the No, Bucks. makes it to the Super Bowl <laughs> against Tom Brady and the Bucks and smacks them. Goes up twenty-eight to three and doesn't cl- and doesn't Look, choke all it. All I'm saying, all I'm saying here Be is awesome. that I think that that's a very high possibility. I love that, especially I'd have, I'd get especially with all of the draft capital the Patriots have. I would not mind trading assets if it meant that we could get Matt Ryan and Julio Jones. Hey, yeah, you want to play? A, you want to play a fun little game right here for a little uh, early off-season prediction? Let's play not a fun really. little game. We're gonna do this. Each one of us, because there's Bobby three of us. No, not really. <laughs> Fuck you, Bob. I, I didn't know just, if anybody I caught just, that. I, I can just I mute Bob. He doesn't realize. I didn't hear it at first. I didn't hear it at first, and I was just looking at my computer, and I and it just hit me like a fucking boss. But you just said, no, though, really. Wee-wee. Hey, no. <laughs> Easy there. Easy there. I won this one. I'm up yeah. on nothing on cam. Relax. All right. Anyway, um, <laughs> so because there is three, three does. I need to get rid of this too. Yeah, you still haven't cut it. Up. You still know, haven't because, trimmed it. It's been like well, four episodes. <laughs> I'm, well, I'm just getting rid of all of it because I'm gonna Bobby, need to. I if I'm going. even, Bobby, I woke up yesterday. I went into the bathroom. I looked at my face in the mirror and said, "Oh, I got a little overhang over the lip," and I just trimmed it up. And that was me waking up in the morning and going listen, to the bathroom. Listen. You can just walk into the bathroom, Bob, and go. Well, I don't know if I look that. <laughs> I know. I gotta. I'm just gonna get rid of all of it because it's yeah. time. But I liked it. It was a good ride. You know, maybe it's we'll time. do it again. T- Bob, I'm just saying. Just it's clean the up the subbing stash. job. It's Bobby, the subbing I'm just saying, job. Clean up the stash. I can't have stash. this in elementary schools. Why right? not? I can't go looking around with a mustache. Why not? Because that's an awful look. I'm no. trying to if you keep have my just job. a mustache. That's an awful look. No, yeah. wrong, Bob. Bob, learn from learn from your great elders like me and Jim. Mustaches are great. Uh, no, they are great, but I just I need to be able to sustain. Anyway, first. Um, so, so the the game we're gonna do is we're going to do kind of like a a random game where we're basically going to tell the Patriots what's going to happen. And it's going to, we're everybody that listens is going to take it as gold. So cause there were three of us, each of us is going to pick one player that we're going to do a position group. So we're going to do quarterback wide out and tight end. We are going to pick one player that is on the roster. We have to work together. So if one of us picks like Matt Ryan, we can't like also pick Stafford and Cam Newton. We have to be like, who are the other two? And that okay. is how we are going to predict that position group for 
2019. Now, the difference with wide 2019, receiver. 2019, you mean 2021? Jesus, bro. I don't even know. I was looking at 2019 because <laughs> I looked up the schedule for the Bears. Sorry, I just want to um, make sure people know we're not losing so the, the wide past. Re- so the only thing is for the wide receivers. Says <laughs> the history can, major. You cannot say Edelman or Myers because they're automatically going to be included like in there. They're not. Yeah. I don't think they're okay. going anywhere. So we would have to come up with a different three on top of them. Doesn't matter what order they're in, just five posi- people, uh, three people at each position that they're going to be in. So we're going to start with the quarterbacks, and what we're going to do is we are going to start with Bobby for the quarterbacks. Yeah. I you just pick, pick one. You pick one quarterback. It could be somebody from the draft, be somebody we sign, trade for. It could be somebody already on the roster, but we're just going to pick one quarterback, and then after we're going to side the depth chart. I'm going to go with Kyle Trask. Okay. Who I think got robbed for second place, but that's okay. He got third place because he deserved third place. Trevor I think Lawrence he deserved third deserve place. Second. Agreed. Mac Jones. But... Right. Anyway. All right, Brady, um, you are going to pick the first wide receiver. The first wide receiver who I think the Patriots are going to have like, next year? Like, let's, let's be, like, realistic as we can because this is going to be, like, this is our list and this is what we're sticking by as, like, what the roster is going to be. Okay. Well, it's going to happen. It's going to happen on the draft. Okay. Uh, it's going to happen in the draft because this be coming national because be this coming right national right. championship game, he is going to make the biggest impact because he has just been cleared to play, and we will be drafting Jalen Waddle. Waddle. <laughs> he got dra- Yeah, he got cleared to play. Yeah, he's gonna. He he could be playing in this national championship game, and if he does, then Ohio State's going to get. Well, they're right. going to get smacked because they're going to put two people on Devontae Smith and Waddle's going to be like, hey, I'm just as good. Hey, just like, I'm over here. <laughs> yeah. And I, I actually have more physicality. And then um, Mac Jones is going to go, hold on. Wait a minute. Hey. All right. So by hey. this right now, we're. Hey, we're Najee looking, Harris, take this. Like, <laughs> um, We can also do running backs if you want, but it's probably going to be the same guys. Yeah, it's going to be. It's going to be Sony and. It's going to be Damian. Sony, Damian, James and White, James Burkhead. White, Burkhead. It's going to be the four of them. Yeah. Squad. Okay. So Squad I get out. I get to pick the tight end that is going to be here, and it is going to be Zach Ertz of the Eagles. I think the Patriots have been linked to him in the past, and I think that he wants out of Philly, and I think that the Patriots, besides Asiasi and Keen, we, don't, we want to have a tight end. I think it could be a very realistic go and trade in the offseason. And um, I believe he's on has one year left on his contract. Also, I just want to say this. Watching Zach Ertz in that post-game interview mm-hmm. broke my heart. Yep. Like, did you see – did you guys see that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That shattered my soul because he Poor has guy. done so much for that organization. He, he sat out there. After the game was over, like everybody was off the field, everybody was gone, people were getting ready to leave. Zach Ertz was literally sitting out there until like 2 a.m. And then Kelsey and Carson Wentz came out and sat with him. Yep. And they all just sat out there, talked about all the great things that the Eagles have done the past few years. And it's like, Tooney did that too. Tooney sat down. Tooney sat in the middle of the 50. Oh my God, that Fierce. that ruined me. Yeah, it did. I was I I woke up when I saw that because I saw that like the next day. I woke up, opened Twitter, and I like started crying. I well, got emotional. I, I think over I think Joe with Tooney, Tooney. I think with Tooney, he realizes like on this could be his I last. Went, but he's like, I'm a free agent on Wendy's pretty nice, and they're probably gonna pretty draft nice the rookie of the year. <laughs> Anyway, uh, we're going to go to quarterback, and Brady, you are going to pick the quarterback now. The quarterback? Yep. 
Um, second okay. string. So we have, or not second string, but just, Kyle Trask is on the roster. Let's assume that we don't have anybody on the roster. Um, Stidham's there. That, like we could, cause we could trade Stidham. We could release him. You know what I mean? We like could, we about. could, um, we should. Let me think. Hold on. Give me, give me one second. Uh-huh. I see to, I see to think about this really fast. Hold on. I could do wide receiver. While while Brady's doing that, give me the second wide receiver besides Edelman, Myers, and Jalen Waddle that will be on this roster. Oh, I know who's going to be on this roster. I would say that hmm, this is this is tough. All right, Brady, pick, pick yours then. Now I know who's going to be on this if roster. If you take my fucking and, pick, I'm and pissed. I'm I'm telling you right now, it might seem. It might seem a little out there. It might. But trust me. Famous Jameis. All right. Might make his way over to the Patriots roster. Jameis Winston. Jameis Winston might make his way over to the Patriots roster. He got screwed over, I think, by this team. And I feel like Belichick understands that he's a young talent with a great arm still. Mm -hmm. And Belichick can pull him in and – they could just t- they could literally they they that offense limits interceptions and i think that him throwing short passes quick passes not trying to throw it deep every 10 seconds like the buccaneers have could be very different for him and i think so it's going to be famous there years. winston is in my same category with Mitch Trubisky, Carson Wentz and Sam Darnold good talented quarterbacks that just have been given terrible situations yeah. that could be there um, so we got Kyle Trask and Jameis Winston. Bobby, what, who is our wide receiver that we are going to be getting? Could be draft, I, could be free agent, could be anything. I am going to say that we are going to get Julio Jones. Okay. I'm yes. going to go with it. I believe it. Yeah, I believe that's it. That's a I am scary sold. wide out core already. Julio and Jalen <laughs> Waddle. Oh. And J- Jacoby Mile and Julian Edelman. Two battle boys. <laughs> So, because I already did the tight end, you, um, I'm gonna go to the quarterback, um, and then Brady, you're gonna give the tight end. But I'm gonna do the quarterback. no, I'm tight end. All right, you be Wait. tight end, and then Brady, you do the next wide out. Wait, no, you are no, I'll do what the fuck. <laughs> you I, screwed this up, Caleb. I don't know how I screwed this up, but I don't care. I'm gonna give the quarterback because I didn't get to go, and I also didn't get to do the wide out. You guys are gonna do the two tight ends. That's what it was. You guys haven't done tight ends. So okay. I'm gonna give the quarterback, then I'm gonna give the wideout, and then you guys will go back to back for the tight, the last two tight ends on the roster. So for the quarterback, this is one that I am thinking between realistically of going with Jared Stidham, but I think the Patriots are gonna move on, put him on the practice squad, and they're gonna sign Fitz Magic to be a veteran quarterback here. To I be, almost said it. To be that stopgap, because if you think about it, Jameis Winston's a project. Kyle Trask is a is a rookie. You're gonna want that veteran that you know when the games when we can win those games against a Buffalo or against a KC. You know you're gonna want Ryan Fitzpatrick in there, actually game managing and winning you those games. So, going with Fitzpatrick. As for wide receiver, since we're bringing in Julio, I am going with Kadarius Tony from the Florida Gators in the third round. Um, I think that he has the skill set similar to a Tyreek Hill where he's very slippery, quick, 
Um, he was explosive in college. Now, I don't think he's going to be as good, but I think he could be a nice little project in the third round. But he's a good speed potential guy. Right. And he's a good, like you said, a good project. And especially like when you have guys like Edelman, he could be a good slot receiver. He's pretty quick. He's not a huge guy. So I think he could be really good in the slot for us moving forward. So now for you guys, two tight ends, and then we're going to go with the depth chart. Um, so my, the tight end that I'm going to give, and it it's could, like, it, you could also say Asiasi and Keen if you think this is like who we think are going to be on the roster. I think so. Okay. So in my personal opinion, I think that Asiasi is going to be on the roster and I think that Keen is going to be on the roster, but I think that Keen is going to be put into more of a fullback position as he was in Virginia. Okay. Um, but my, my pick for who, if we were going to go out in free agency, and get a tight end, I would say, I know like a lot of obvious answers, like people want Hunter Henry, uh-huh. but I think for more of what the Patriots want to go for, if they want to be... Um, keep in mind, we do have Zach Ertz. Yeah, exactly. Zach, that's what I'm saying. So keep in mind, we have Zach Ertz on this list. I'm saying that they would go after a Gerald Everett type player. Um, uh, it's funny you say that because every time in Madden when I play as the Patriots, I sign him every offseason. He's he's but he's yeah because he's great. I mean I like Gerald Everett a lot. He plays he's that ba- he's a backup tight end for LA. You know he might he might resign, but as a backup tight end, he has what I think like. You know the Patriots like their two tight end system too. Exactly six hundred something yards, forty receptions for a backup tight and end. He can block. A, he can block. Exactly, and I so, feel like that's something the Patriots want. So I think they might go after Gerald Everett in the free agency. Okay. Um, so, I'm going to oh, go Bobby, with Keen. You're going to go with gonna... Keen and Asiasi. We'll just put those together yeah. for your pick. All right, so now we have I'll the take depth Brady chart. The second pick. We are going to talk about this depth chart. So week one of the 2021 NFL season, the quarterbacks that are on the roster, we got rid of Cam, we got rid of Hoyer, and we got rid of Stidham. Completely brand-new quarterback room with Kyle Trask, Jameis Winston and Ryan Fitzpatrick. Boys, we're gonna have to do a two to two to one vote. Um, I am voting for the starting quarterback week one to be Ryan Fitzpatrick. See, I'm gonna give it to the rookie, and I'm just gonna go with Trask. I'm gonna okay. say give it to him right off the bat. And if if he fucks up, you have Fitz Magic. Very true. Um, but I just feel like the Patriots system. If we're going to go with the rookie, if we're going to draft Kyle Trask, I feel like it's a very difficult system to understand right off the bat. We even saw Cam having consistencies mm-hmm. with it, and he is a veteran in the NFL. So I think that it's about to be Ryan um, Fitzpatrick. There it is. I can't okay. say his name. <laughs> All right. And then for the second string, I am going to give my vote to, I think it's going to be Jameis Winston, because I think – if Cam doesn't re-sign and they do get someone like Jameis Winston, they can use him in that Taysom Hill yeah. role. Use yeah. him in the red zone. Yeah. Right? Give a little bit of trickery out there. You never know. Or just simply having him be a project and see what he can do. Like if Fitzpatrick gets injured or if you know Fitzpatrick isn't playing well. Because sometimes Fitzpatrick has like an off year where he throws like four picks, five picks in a game. Like You know what I mean? Like he's had those games before. So I'm voting with Jameis Winston. Bobby, what's your vote? I'm going to go with you, and I'm going to say Jameis Winston. Jameis, Jameis, baby. Give it to him. I, I, I really think I was looking at the free agency, and when I saw that it was only a one, he was only on that one-year deal, and it was for, like, cheap money, too, I was like, holy shit. They're not going to utilize him. Yeah. He's definitely going to go somewhere else next year. 
I like that. So we got Fitzpatrick starting week one. We have Jameis as the backup and Trask as the third string being a developmental kid for the future. And honestly, if Jameis is still young enough to where he could be that quarterback of the future too. Um, so, you know what I mean? Like, that's what people forget. It's like, oh, we have to draft someone. It's like, well, you can get Jameis. If you could turn his career around, like what happened with Tannehill, you might have a guy. Um, anyway, wide receiver. I don't think we even need to vote on this. If we have Julio on this roster, he's your number one receiver. I think he's one of the greatest wide receivers of all time. So, um, I think you put a little key. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> and then, so we got, I mean, it doesn't really matter for the wide receiver depth chart besides, I think, Julian and... Jacoby Myers will be the slot kind of players, and you'll have Jalen Waddle and Julio on the outside. Yeah. And tight end, same. I think we know. Zach uh, and Everett. Yeah, and just the jobs in general. So I don't think we have to go over those. Yeah. So that's that's kind of where that is. Um, we are also going to be doing a early mock draft kind of thing once the I, I guess we could say once we'll do the first early mock draft once the conference championships are set um that way because like at least we know there's only four teams that aren't 100 percent set um and then we'll probably do another one once the playoffs end and then we'll obviously do a couple more in the off season but because we have been teasing that before we've been doing that but speaking of the nfl playoffs we are going to be doing our picks Again, pick them is over. We're not actually keeping track, so there is no fan of the week or anything like that for this. So we're just going to give our picks. We will be doing a bracket challenge that we will be sending out to you guys. Um, fill out your bracket. If you do win in the bracket challenge, you can win a shirt, and it's going to go on the most points. We're going to try to set that up for you after this. So, boys, we are going to start with the Colts and the Bills. Somebody wait, so who's writing this down? I mean, we're not posting it. We don't have to write it. Uh, fair enough. Well, why don't, why don't, why don't we post it? All right, then you can. I mean, we can post it, but I feel like we should because I feel like I feel like. Well, no, it's going to be a part of the bracket challenge. We'll just post our brackets. Oh yeah, you right, you right, you right, you right, you right. But you're we'll right. just pick on the episode. So we're going to go Colts and Bills. Brady, let's hear uh, what you got to say about this. Uh, I think that it's going to be the Bills. I feel like if someone is going to upset them. It's not going to be the Colts. The Colts I yeah. I think their I think their defense is really strong, but what the Bills do really well is fire off in the second half. Yep. Um, and They're that's something. And team. that's something that the Colts have lacked in. Their defense has been good, but in the second half they've they've mm. been a little shaky. I think it might. I think it could be close, but I'm going to go with the Bills either way. Yeah, I'm going with the Bills, too. Same reason. I just think the Bills are the second best team probably right now, in my opinion, in the AFC. Um, And I think that the Colts, if they had any other matchup, they'd probably win. Um, But I just don't think they can can match the Bills and Josh Allen right now, who's playing at an MVP level. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm going to say one of my famous quotes that I like saying, two liners, uh, Josh Allen. Nice. There it is. There it is. First name, last name. Famous playoffs, Bobby baby. Quotes. Yeah, playoffs, oh, yeah. baby. Got to fit one in there. Then we have the Rams and the Seahawks. Brady, let's hear your pick. Uh, they're having a lot of problems with the QB right now over in um, L.A. Yep. Uh, they're not sure if Goff is going to play. Or they're not sure if the other kids are going to have to play. But when Mr. he did play, uh, Mr. SATs. He, he did get it done. Against the Cardinals. He didn't look bad. And I think the Seahawks are completely fraudulent. 
and I'm going with the Rams to beat them for the third time this season. Yeah, um, I have the Rams for the simple fact that when you don't have a lot of film, um, especially for an NFL playoff game, and you need to prepare for your opponent, that's when the most preparation, I think, happens of, of game planning and stuff like that because you kind of break out like, okay, like we've been saving this for the playoffs. Um, when you don't have an answer to a new quarterback that looked pretty good, and I think if he starts there, and I think even with Jared Goff, with that defense, that Rams team, I think is a very good team. There's a reason they went to the Super Bowl a couple years ago. Um, not that Jared Goff is anything more than serviceable, but I think that's all you kind of need with how their roster's built. You just need a very average, well, not average, above-average quarterback to lead you through games. I, agree. I think the Rams can beat the Seahawks here, and I think the Seahawks are very beatable, especially how bad their defense is. I, um, I'm i going to go with the Seahawks just because I think they get by that first round. Um, I think Russell Wilson just plays out of his mind. And I think, you know, the defense does show up because they've had potential in the past to show up. Yeah. So I think they will show up. Okay. Awesome. Uh, we got Buccaneers and Washington here. Brady, let's hear it. Chase Young wants Tom Brady, and he's going to get him. Washington, give it to the freaking boys. Nice. So I was having Washington up until the point that Chase Young said that, and you just don't mess with the GOAT. I don't think it's a game that they can win now. Hey, I'm just saying that if Mike Evans is out, even, even, if he's, even if he's not fully healthy, that changes everything. Montez Sweat and Chase Young are two young freaks of nature, and they're going to be living in that backfield in the bad offensive line. Well, I just I just think Tom's going to get it done. I think they're going to win this. I don't think they're going to go far, but I think they can. Now that how Chase Young's been saying it and how fired up kind of Tom is about hearing that, I don't know, man. It's really hard to stop that guy when he's playing how he's playing personally. I think – the same goes for Chase Young. It's very hard to stop a man like that when he's playing the way he's playing right now in his rookie season. Um, I would love to say Washington because I would love for them. I think if they do get past the Bucks, they could make it to the Super Bowl. Um, I think the two-quarterback system is going to give them trouble because we don't know Smith and the other kid is going to get some uh, time as well probably. Um, I would love to have Smith win a Super Bowl. But yeah. I just think Tom Brady – it's Tom Brady, and I think the Bucks in a close one, pull yeah. this one out by at least three points. And I think the Buccaneers' defense is a lot better. Their at least their front seven is a lot better than people give them credit for. Their their secondary is very suspect, um, but I I they have probably. I think the, the best. whole defense of the whole defense is very suspect. To I think they're stupid things. I think their linebackers there were some of the best like linebackers, linebackers in the yeah. league. And I think, I just, I don't know, I think it's going to be a good matchup. And I just think when you have a close game like that, Tom will find a way to make it happen. And I think that's what it's going to come down to. The next game we have on uh, Wild Card Weekend is the Ravens and the Titans. This is going to probably be the best game of the first round, in my opinion. Um, Brady, what are you doing? Um, I think that the Titans... I think it's really hard to just stop Derrick Henry in general. Yeah. The Ravens have been playing very well, though, mm-hmm. and that scares me. Lamar has been throwing the ball. Also, J.K. Dobbins has just been he's, yeah, lights up. out in the past four weeks. Yep. Four or five weeks, he's been in like a starting role. I'm happy they moved on from Mark Ingram in a way by yep. playing him a lot. 
Uh, I do think, though, that Ryan Tannehill being able to throw the football and his his sneaky running ability yep. is going to get them the win. Um, it's cause they can do monster because exactly. They can go do after so Derek many Henry things. And... Exactly. They can do so many things. I think my favorite thing that they do is when they get on the goal line and they throw a, like a, a quick yeah. pass to the tight end to the lineman. or he rolls out and he runs it in. It's it's because you don't know what they can do because there's so much potential because Derek Henry is such a freak of nature. And I think, I think Vrabel has a been a very, very good coach for them. And I think that I think he's, in my opinion, I think he's honestly the better coach in this matchup. Yeah. I think Harbaugh has been, uh, been blessed with great talent. Yep. Sen- Joe as, Flacco. He's, as he's been a coach. <laughs> But even even with Joe Flacco, Joe like when you have Flacco. You, those guys you have on your defense, Flacco, Flacco, you know, I just I just think you know this you, is a Joe Flacco podcast. That's what it's turning out too. But I, I, I just Joe think Flacco I just think Harbaugh. It's not a bad coach. I just think that he's been blessed with great talent, so he's looked a lot better than he has actually performed. Kind of like how like Pete Carroll's been as of late. Um, and I think the uh, the Titans are going to win this game. Bobby, what do you got? I'm with you. I think the Titans got it by a long shot. Awesome. Um, Joe Flacco. That's the only reason Jim Harbaugh's even has Flacco. a job. Flacco. Flacco. Um, okay, and then we have the Bears and the Saints. A lot of people think this is an easy win for the Saints. I've been calling the Saints it's the not. fraud team, my fraud it's team this not. season. Um, I'm just going to say it because I already made that point. I'm going Bears in this game. I am also going Bears in this game. Uh, I think that the the way that Mitch has been playing in the past few weeks, it it doesn't make it it, it doesn't like kind of it doesn't make it any better, you know, because of Watson and Mahomes went before he went before them. Um, but I think the way that he has been playing, he could be playing for another job, especially because Nagy is coming back next year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm going Bears to Bears. I am going. I think if Drew Brees does decide to retire, I think they're going to make this real push, and I'm sure they know inside the locker room before anyone else, and I think they're going to play for him. So I think the Saints can actually make a very, very deep run. So uh, I'm going Saints. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, Saints and then the last Saints, game Saints. of the wild card is the Browns. Oh, brother. And the Steelers. Does anybody have the seeds, by the way? Yeah. Um. So the wait, Colts... I got it. I got a playoff picture. I got it. Sorry. Colts are the seven seed. Colts are the seven seed. Browns are the six One, seed. Two. Steelers are what? Three. And then two, three. Titans are four. Um. And then the Packers. It really doesn't matter with no fans. Like really, unless you're in Florida. But. Yeah. I'm just I'm just looking at my picks basically right now, Brady. I and... think. I, I'm sorry. I'm I'm gonna say real quick before I get into it. I'm actually going with the Steelers. I think the Browns they don't have their head coach. Um, COVID is still running and rampant. I, and I really don't teams. even think he's a good head coach in the first place. So and, it's really gonna affect them even more. And I think that, um, I I don't think Pittsburgh was trying in that last game. They were already in the playoffs, and I think it was much closer. Big than Ben it didn't been. even travel. Yeah. And Mason Rudolph almost pulled off that win. Right. I think that the Browns are such a fraud because 11 wins on the second easiest schedule in the league does not entice me. I don't think that they're that good of a Browns fans. Hear this. Listen to me when I say this. I follow the Browns Instagram 
mm-hmm. and they released the teams that they would be playing next year. And it is like a top 10 hardest schedule in the league by what it looks like. And Browns fans are already going off saying, yeah, we can win 12 games. And then I commented on it and I go, I just want you guys to understand that with the 31st easiest schedule in the league, they went 11 and five. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't like it was like there were many blowouts there. Um, Patriots schedule so, doesn't look too, too bad. It looks right around the middle next it year. It does. It looks right around the middle. But then somebody commented and goes, lifelong Browns fan here. I've lived this my entire life, and you're so correct. People need to stop. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> like, they know. Real Browns fans know. But all, like, the everybody that wants to be a Browns fan to be, oh, look, they broke the playoff curse. Look at that. Well, it doesn't really matter when you're going to get bounced in the first round because Big Ben is going to throw you around. Yep. And that rhymes. Do you have uh, – <laughs> would you pick Bob Steelers? Um, you know, I was thinking about going Cleveland, just to go Cleveland. Um, and since I have no pressure to do it right now, I'm going to go Cleveland. Okay. All right. So, <laughs> so with, with my picks real quick, Just so because. right now my divisional round matchups would be for me, at least chiefs, Titans, bills, Steelers, and then it would be Packers, bears, bucks, Rams. Mm-hmm. Um, I really, if that's the case, I'm really excited for that. Um, the game I'm excited for the most, honestly, is probably Buccaneers and Rams, but I think that Chiefs-Titans game would be fucking It's going to look really good when it's... It's going to look really good when it's not Buccaneers. And I have Chiefs, <laughs> and I have Bills. I'm just fucking filling out my paper bracket right now. Pack and Rams. Oh, would you look at that? Packers and Bills would be my uh, Super Bowl. Maybe cheat. It's I need to see how the Bills play in the first round to decide. But as of right now, I have the Chiefs going all the way and repeating. But I'm happy. I think the Packers are going to make the Super Bowl in the NFC. I think. Opinion. I just think Aaron Rodgers is a freak of nature. He's and he also has MVP. a very easy path if you think about it. Cause... Yeah, he does. And they and he's earned the MVP. And there's a multitude yeah. of reasons for that. Um, and it's just, like I said, like just the, just the pure stat of him only throwing one touchdown to a first round wide receiver will always stand out in his already hall of fame career. Um, I think it's going to, I think he's going to get there. I think the AFC is an absolute toss up, but you know, I also, I also think if you look at, if you look at the Packers stock, like direction and I'll, and we'll kind of finish with this post is that. The Packers are the first round by. Then, if if things go as planned from at least my picks, they would then play the Bears and then they would play the Rams to get to the Super Bowl. Like it's not like they're they're beating any like top talented teams. Like obviously the Rams are good, I think, but like not at where Aaron Rodgers is right now. To where like I, I just think the Packers would have that game in the bag. But like if you look at someone like the Chiefs, they have to go through the Titans or uh, the Titans and then either the Bills or the Steelers. Like that mm-hmm. defense. So it's like, I don't know, man. The AFC, like, that's why I don't feel as bad the Patriots didn't make it because of how, like, tough the AFC was and the fact that the Dolphins didn't even make it. Like, Fuck the Dolphins. They deserved it. They didn't deserve it. No, they didn't I deserve said, it. I but said just, it the entire year. What they did to Ryan it. Fitzpatrick absolutely did that to them. And then he couldn't come in and bail Tua out for being a bad quarterback in a tough situation. Bobby, you're also on mute. I'm not sure if you knew that. <sighs> Okay, he knows that. Okay, um, but no, I mean, but just looking at like the AFC in general, like the fact that like 
a team in our own division went and missed the playoffs, and we thought like they were gonna be a playoff team, and then you had um, who else like just missed the playoffs too? Wasn't the 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 fucking What's the Giants. Face? Let me just. I need to say the, this. The right Raiders. Now. The I Cardinals. Need to get the, like... I need to get this off my chest right now. Giants fans, if you listen to this podcast and you're a Giants fan, I want you to listen to me and I want you to listen to me clear. Stop crying, complaining, and acting like the Eagles not playing Jalen Hurts was the reason you didn't make the playoffs. The reason you didn't make the playoffs is because Joe Judge is an inadequate coach and you guys didn't win enough games to actually make it. The fact that Washington won seven games and is hosting a playoff game is an absolute disgrace to football everywhere. And you should not be blaming a team that had absolutely nothing to lose, which already was stated in the weekly press conferences that Doug Peterson held where he said... It does not matter of the situation. It quote does not matter of the situation of the game. We're going to get Nate in. We want Nate to take snaps. This game means nothing to us. It meant nothing to them. And you need to act and you need to start acting like it was, you have to stop acting like it was their fault. Although it wasn't their fault that they missed. I do blame the Eagles for not, trying to win that game. I don't at all. They, because they, they did, but I'm saying they did. Jaylen he said really he, he wanted to get him in. He, told he literally right. said, said like, he, he drafted Jalen Hurts in the second said, round. I get that. Matter. I get that. But what the he's coach doing said, is he's trying to figure out if Nate Sudfeld is good enough to be their backup quarterback. Can he put in Nate Sudfeld to win a game? That's what he needed to do. The Eagles yes, had nothing I, to I lose I see there. that aspect all of it. All it was was a better draft pick. I see that aspect of what they want to do as a coach, but you really screw your players over when they're playing and competing for a chance to just compete to win a game and you take out the quarterback that has the hot hand and that just signals to yeah, the but they, yeah but that's but the, but it was already stated that he was going to take out the quarterback with the hot hand he said it in the middle of the, the week. whole team he said knew. It before the game the whole team knew so even when the team like I like I said I felt bad for Zach Ertz and I felt bad but if some Eagles players were complaining about that that wasn't Kelsey Ertz or Carson Wentz they have no right to complain because those guys knew that it was going to happen everybody knew it was going to happen and Giants fans everywhere need to stop being crybabies about it because their team wasn't just like team Canada into I, the playoffs. I, hate, I hate that division because every year they suck every exactly. single year Exactly. There's no. There's They've no. Always thrive. been the worst division. In there's football. no thrive and strive for excellence. So if you're gonna win seven games and make it into the playoffs, good job. You're just mediocre enough to get in there. I think Washington is the only good football team in that conference with Dak Prescott as a quarterback of the Cowboys. Then that is that team. But Washington is the only real football team in that conference right now, and they deserve to be there because the Giants would have walked in there, they would have hosted a playoff game, and they would have got the lights beat off of them by the Patriots. And then Washington, yeah, basically, but they would have gotten the absolute lights beaten off of them by them. So I need them to just stop being crybabies, stop complaining. And then Joe Judge, Joe Judge makes it so much worse. He comes on his press conference yesterday and goes, I will never let something like that happen in my football team. It's like, shut up. Nobody cares about how serious you are. Like, I get, I get the Eagles thing where they, where they make that, where they make that point of, and that's a, that better be a clip. Make that a goddamn headline. We will make that a headline. But the fact that the Eagles were 4-11, the the Eagles were 4-11 and 1, right? We get that. They, they made it, they made it clear to their team. We're not going to start. We're going to pull the guy, right? 
But I think they went in with all intentions of that it wasn't going to be as close as it was. Of right? course. And, like, I think that's where the players are kind of pissed because they're like, okay, well, things change when you have an actual chance to win the game. Like, if you're down by two touchdowns, make the switch, right? But when it's a close game, you don't make that switch. You go try to – because you also have to develop Jalen Hurts. You need to see if he can close down the stretch, right? Because I know you need to figure out your backup, but you figure that shit out in the preseason and in camp. When you have a guy that you just drafted a rookie, you need to put him in those positions to win you those games and see if he can take you over the top. Because if that's going to be your starting quarterback, which they basically are planning on having, right? Because obviously Wentz is going to be gone. If that's going to be your starting quarterback, you need to go in there and make sure that kid can go down the stretch and win you a game. And that was but, what kind of hurt was that they but didn't. But the give only him the reason people cared is because it was a primetime game. If the Eagles played that game before the Giants played, like let's say the Cowboys Giants game was the primetime game, right? Well, yeah, the people they were that one o'clock of playoff game. implications. That's exactly. So if the Eagles did that, right, and then everybody would be like, "Oh, that sucks. Looks like the Giants aren't going to make the playoffs." I guess that's all it would be. But since the game was close, people want to get angry at what Doug Peterson's game plan was that he telegraphed the following week. Right. I'm I'm more speaking for the player's perspective. For the fans' perspective, I don't care. That would like as a coach and like this is what you need to figure out. Yeah, like hundred percent I understand that. And like from a fan's perspective, like whatever they, they said it. But from like the player's perspective that like you're trying to groom Jalen Hurts and you're also trying to like just compete those players that that's their job to compete i think that was a little shitty to do i think that would that would suck it was almost like with the the reverse ryan fitz they're getting paid who cares you know well i mean they they're competing like it does like they want to compete you know what i mean like i mean most players do i would hope they're not just in it for like the money. I mean, like, you it's ask almost houston the, clearly nobody wants to compete in it's houston. the reverse it's the reverse fitzpatrick JJ. It's the reverse Fitzpatrick. You know, they should never have benched him. He had their they would have made the playoffs if they started him and kept him the whole way. And they kept making changes multiple times. And like I think that I think honestly, any team that changes quarterbacks literally never succeeds. Like in mid season, unless you're literally fucking Tom Brady coming in for an injury and the greatest quarterback of all time. Like most teams that make those switches never really find success that season, obviously. In the future, they do, but I mean, like, it's happened multiple times where you throw in a quarterback because you're like, oh, yeah, we need to change, and like, you're just as bad as you were with that quarterback. So, well, that's going to wrap it up. Um, we are going to end it off with a dad joke, and we're going to head out of here. <laughs> How do you make holy water? Oh, God. How? boil the hell out of it oh, <laughs> that's good <laughs> that was really good <laughs> oh man where'd you hear that i found it on twitter earlier today <laughs>